Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast with Scott and Kat. Guys, this is going to be a crazy quick After 9 Podcast. And I'm sorry we didn't do one yesterday, but rules. I mean, work is really, really, really taking COVID-19 seriously and they're being strict about it. And they don't even want us in the same room together. No. We're in the same room, but I think this is a socially acceptable distance. We're about six feet apart. Yeah. And we're trying to adhere to the company policy as much as we can. And really, one of the things I want to talk about in this podcast is company policy. We have had, look at that, that we jumped right to the point in this podcast Well, let's today, do that, we? yeah. We've had- I'll be honest, I, I'm, I'm in a rush today, that's why it's going to be a quicker than usual podcast, but we'll make sure we make up for it, for sure, 100%. Once all this blows over. It's, uh, it's crazy to me how many messages we got from people this morning who went to work yesterday, Mm -hmm. as they have to do, and people showed up at the office just coming back from vacation. And some people were in the Caribbean, where they say it's lower risk. Some people were in Europe. One person was on a cruise. So let's say you've done everything right. Mm -hmm. You have uh, bought about two weeks worth of groceries. You're not really worried if you have to go into a mandatory 14-day isolation period. You didn't hoard anything. You didn't leave the country. You didn't do anything against the advice of the public health officials. But somebody else did. And they're coming back all sun-kissed and tanned. Or they're showing you all these pictures of the Mona Lisa because they went to the Louvre. How are you feeling about that when they just walk into work and don't self-isolate for 14 days? So many people are in exactly that predicament, it seems. We had texts from people saying that, uh, here's one here I got actually, a DM. Someone they know uh, flew in on Sunday night. They were at work 7 the next morning. People were flipping their lid. Uh, They continue on to say the person eventually went home after a couple hours, but the manager in the building said it's not really a big deal and you guys are overreacting. There's so many people that don't take this seriously. And it's that's unbelievable. That's what scares me. I'm taking this very seriously. And if you go back, we've been on this for a couple of weeks now. I take it very seriously. And when my company gives me a direction or public health gives me a direction, public health trumps my company, first and foremost. Because there's a lot of dumb people out there. If public health says, mm-hmm. stay home as much as possible, I'm staying home as much as possible. When I get done work, I go home. And I don't leave again until 3 o'clock the next morning. When I come into work, I know that precautions have been taken. Our company has sent everybody home that's not essential to an on-air broadcast. That's right. That's right. And, uh, And I'm glad to see the company not just making those decisions, but keeping us informed constantly around the clock. They were working through the weekend. I was super impressed, to be honest with you. Very, very impressed. A lot of people raising a point, though, about their workplace. What about those large facilities where they have like a thousand employees at one time working. There's no gatherings of 50 people or more right now. Right. Not allowed. No more. Will that happen? You got a wedding coming up? Eh, You might be scratched off the guest list if there even is a wedding at all. Stuff like that. Funerals, churches. I don't think there will be. 
we can't have gatherings of more than 50 people. And not a lot of weddings have less than 50 mm-hmm. people. So I would think that venues are going to start canceling you. I hope so, Scott. I hope so. You know, that might sound harsh for some people to hear. I hope your wedding gets canceled. But it's not the time right now. No. I mean, unless you just want to go and have a nice, simple civil ceremony and great, because even the churches are closed now, because this morning, Doug Ford declared it a state of emergency in Ontario. And we should all heed that. We should take that seriously. It's a state of emergency. You can have a civil ceremony and still get married and have your reception afterwards when all this clears up. And yes, it will clear up. Oh, yeah, eventually it will. But right now is probably not the time. And I worry that even though I'm taking all the right precautions, other people around me aren't. And Mm -hmm. it was really, really frustrating and scary this morning to hear so many people that feel helpless. Like I said at the beginning, they didn't do anything wrong. They just went to work. And then somebody showed up who did not follow the 14-day isolation period. But nobody's going to get a pass here. Nobody. And we'll start with the prime minister because he's at the top of the food chain here. He's the guy who can trump everyone else and make the decisions. It doesn't seem like he's reacting fast enough. That's one of the biggest criticisms is he's not reacting fast enough. And he's got Dr. Teresa Tam right beside him. Well, not right beside him because he himself is in self-isolation. <laughs> in, a safe, in a safe distance away, right. But he's got her on speed dial. Right. And and when Teresa Tam, our national medical officer of health, says things like, we should be screening people when flights land, he should drop what he's doing, phone the CBSA and say, if you can't screen everybody when they come in, then you don't let anybody in until we can get medical officers there to screen. If you guys aren't trained to do it, we're going to give you a crash course. But in the meantime, everybody waits. Grab a hanger or something like that. Distance people about six feet apart. And nobody gets into the country until you're screened. That's the only way to keep it out. And and I have to go back to a podcast. It must have been two weeks ago when I asked the question. If the virus isn't here and we don't let anybody in, it can't come here. We did let people in. Yeah. We we wanted to stop all flights and everything a couple of weeks ago. People thought we were fucking nuts. No. We wouldn't be in this situation now had we done that then. So I'm glad they're finally doing it, but they're really taking their time. I mean, they're restricting inbound flights to four different cities. Toronto, Montreal, Calgary, and Vancouver. Great. Those are probably the four best airports. But let me give you an alternate suggestion. Maybe, just maybe, geniuses in Ottawa... <laughs> Maybe those flights should be landing in Kitchener, Hamilton, Edmonton, and Kelowna. You think a little more one-on-one smaller places is is a better idea so there's not so many people? Why in the holy <laughs> fuck? What do you mean? Would we take these people who it's almost a certainty that at least a couple people on that flight have got it. Almost guaranteed. Why would we put them in the most crowded airports in the country? I know that we need people there to screen them and we need border services. Take it off site. We did the right thing with those people when they came back from Wuhan and when they came back from Yokohama. We sent them to Trenton. We kept them away from the population. Anybody who's not in the country now should have to land at a smaller airport that is basically locked the fuck down. Amen. Nobody comes in that may have it. I'm glad that we're checking people before they get on the flight. If you have any symptoms, you can't get on the flight. 
good. But we also know there's a lot of asymptomatic people. There you just are, talked about Idris Elba this morning. Absolutely. And that scares the shit out of me, Scott. He has COVID-19. The only reason he got tested, no, he wasn't feeling under the weather at all. He found out someone close to him did have COVID-19. So uh, just as a precaution, he went ahead with the swab. It was offered to him, whatever, because he's a celebrity maybe. I don't know how people are getting it so quick because apparently that's an issue right now. Came back positive. He's got COVID-19 with no symptoms, no fever, no chills, nothing. That scares the shit out of me because that means, in a way, you're kind of like a carrier and you can still carry that on to somebody else. Sure you can. And then you're affecting people who are whose lives are at stake if they contract COVID-19, old people included. I got a note from the nursing home that my grandmother is currently in and I was glad to see it, although it is also like... a. It's a sad situation, and this is happening all over the place to everybody. They asked us not to come visit her, which is great. I think that was great. Before all these measures took place, no visitors, essential only, meaning if someone's dying, you can go in there and you can say your last goodbyes to them. I assume that's what it means. Sad, harsh maybe, but true. We can't see her for at least two weeks. They might make that longer. That's difficult for a lot of people, but it's in their best interest because those are the people that will be impacted the most by this. Let's get back to uh, assigning a bit of blame here. And by the way, I still think we should be 100% behind our leaders. If our leaders give us a direction, we should follow it. But let's talk about where the ball was dropped. We didn't react soon enough. We didn't stop the incoming flights. Now there's a lot of people that are make or break. They're living check to check. They don't have a reserve of savings. And they're in a position right now. I get it. If I don't go to work, bills aren't getting paid. Here's another thing that we talked about last week in the podcast. Everything needs to be put on hold. Bill collection, taxes, uh, everything needs to be put on hold. Absolutely. You know what? No longer at this time in our history can Bell Canada shut off your internet service because you didn't pay your bill. No more can Rogers disconnect your cell service because you're behind on your bill. No more can... Can the gas or hydro company disconnect you for non-payment and they can't evict you for not paying your rent and they can't uh, ding your credit because you missed a mortgage payment. That is a simple, easy to do, common sense thing that the big companies can absorb for a little bit. And no, it's not forgiveness on the bill. It's just a little bit of relief. You still owe the money. It's just you pay it when you get back on your feet. We're all going through a tough time, but there's people who are going to work chancing it and risking the health of all of us because they feel like they have to go to work. Yeah. And what the fuck is going on with self-employed people? Why are they not being told, you know what, if you're a, a, if you own a business that is maybe a restaurant, your employees are now laid off because they just ordered all the restaurants closed. You yourself are going to lose a ton of inventory. You probably had food on hand. It's St. Patrick's Day, for goodness sake. You're going to watch draft beer go bad in the kegs. You're going to see a lot of things happen. Why is nobody, A, giving you a guaranteed income for the next little while while we get through this? And why is nobody yet going to you saying, you know what, just keep track of your expenses. The government will give you some sort of a bailout to help you recover from this. On that note, and you mentioned it, eviction, remind me, I know you'll know, was it during Doug Ford's... um, press conference yesterday someone kept asking what are the people um that were asking questions asked about the eviction i don't think he answered that question no he he continued to put it off and i thought "Ah, just answer head on if you don't know yet tell them you don't know yet but quit going around and around in circles for these people who are 
literally living paycheck to paycheck. And if they don't have a paycheck, what happens then when they can't pay their landlords? Not every landlord is so forgiving. There's a lot of dicks out there that'll say, "Ah, can't pay me, get the fuck out. Yeah, I I think that that's a simple thing to do as well. I mean, the landlords aren't going to be happy because chances are they're paying a mortgage on the property that you are renting from them. So unless they're getting relief, I don't know what's going to happen. It's not going to trickle down, right? Exactly. There needs to be something that comes into play, which could be later today. Now, as we do this podcast, Justin Trudeau still has not spoke today. It's going to be 1130. Why was he 40 minutes late yesterday? I get that he had a conference call with the G7 leaders. That's fine. Uh, sure, I want you communicating with the other leaders. But give us a little bit of uh, respect here and and say, ah, crap, guys, I'm sorry. I have a call now scheduled at 1 o'clock when my press conference was supposed to be. I got to take this call. We'll do the press conference at 2. I rarely give Donald Trump a little bit of credit for certain ways that he handles things over in the States. But what I will give him credit for is he has that kind of honest approach. Of like, guys, I screwed up. Or guys, I'm, I feel like he'd be the type to say, guys, we ran late. I was on a call and we had to make sure we got to the bottom. Like, just say the shit. Just say it. Talk to me like a regular human being. I'm feeling like a lot of these people are not talking to us like regular human beings. It's very robotic and it's pissing me off. And as I tweeted this morning, and I'll say it again, because yesterday, I mean, today I'm happy with the actions that were taken so far by the premier. It's a step. I think it could have been, I think it should have shut down everything. And fine, some people don't agree with me, but I'm seeing a lot of dicks in office everywhere. Not a lot of balls. Grow some balls, people. Make some tough decisions. to fuck. You know, this story kind of got snowed by all the other headlines yesterday. Uh, Patty Haidu, our health minister, confirms there is now community transmission of COVID-19. That's not incoming travel. That's people that are already here spreading it to each other. We should all be concerned about that. Social distancing should be a rule. Put a hula hoop around you, a big one, and Mm -hmm. don't let anybody come in your bubble. Stay away from everybody. Don't trust where anybody has been. Don't touch your face and wash your hands. Thank you. (laughs) I'm bad for that. I'm always touching my face for different reasons. I've purposely, like... Ah, like yelled at myself every time I catch myself coming near my face with my hand. Like, cat, stop, fuck off, cat. The province is adding more nurses to telehealth Ontario following complaints of long wait times during the coronavirus outbreak. Okay, two things on this. Number one, ask yourself, is it really important? We have a, we're in a state of emergency right now. Mm -hmm. Do you really need to phone telehealth? I mean, if they're bringing in 130 more nurses to man telehealth. That's 130 less nurses that are in hospitals. Just to answer the phone for you to ask, uh, I've got a runny nose. Do you think I have COVID-19? No. Oh, people are you don't. Not, yeah. The province has an online thing where you can test the symptoms that you've got uh, against what the symptoms of various things are. Use the tool. Google it. It comes up right away. You'll probably see an ad for it in your feed anyway. Use the tool. Don't tie up the phone lines on telehealth. Stop going to the emergency room to get tested. You don't need to go get tested unless you're at high risk right now. And I know it won't be long, probably a couple of weeks before they just say, they just presume it. They aren't even going to bother testing anymore. They'll just say, if you have certain symptoms, chances are you've got it. They're not even going to bother. Self-isolate yourself. Just self-isolate unless you're running a fever that's so hot you probably need emergency care or you're over a certain age. Just isolate yourself. That's all they're doing now anyway. Most cases they're sending home. There are a couple in hospital, of course, here locally. Laurier University announced yesterday students have got 48 hours to get their shit and get out. (laughs) Talk about no evictions. Yeah. What? Wowzers. First off, you guys paid until I think the third or fourth week of April. Yep. And they're kicking you out. 
So that's a problem. Second off, again with these fucking post-secondary institutions, why do they wait and just react at the last minute? Why can't you guys look down the line and say, okay, this is how it's going to go. We're 99% going to have to cancel exams anyway. So we would like everyone by even the end of the week to please pack up your res and get out. Let us know what we can do to help. It's money, 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 money. Don't say 48 hours and get out. Are you kidding me? So my daughter, who stayed at Laurentian, the first post-secondary institution to kick students out during all of this, she goes to Laurentian. She got kicked out of class midway through. She was told, go back to your res. So she went back to her res. They made her wait there for a week and then said, yeah, we're not going to be resuming anytime soon. If you want to leave, go ahead. So she's come home. Now I'm just waiting any minute now. I'm expecting an email from Laurentian to say, yeah, you've got 48 hours to get out. Then I got to find a fucking U-Haul and drive up to Sudbury and move her out on two days notice. Like, honest to God, how can people that teach the future, (laughs) higher education, be this ill-prepared for something. Are you really just making it up as you go along? Because you can call me. I've, I've, I told you a month ago how it was going to play out, and here we are. And I'll tell you what you should do next. Call me if you're really not sure. Laurier, Laurentian, U of W. Like, that's just not even right to give somebody 48 hours notice to get out. Especially when they're coming from all over the world. You're not a squatter. You paid for that. Especially when they're coming from all around the world. We have so many international students that now, where are they going to go? I don't know, Where are they going to go? I don't know. Hey, St. Patrick's Day. I know there's people who are disappointed that the bars are closed. Yeah, I am too. This is the first year where my son is 19, and I was so looking forward to this day. He's been away at school in the States. He's home now. First time I've seen him since he turned 19. I thought St. Patty's Day was going to be our first legal beer together in a bar in Ontario. Man, I'm so sorry. I know you came in this morning thinking, should I? Should we still go out? I'm not sure. Well, Decision was made for you, at least. Yeah, Ford shut down all the bars. Listen, I will say, though, um, it's probably the right move. In my mind, I was still considering going out today. The bar that we were going to go to had posted on Instagram last night. They were closing, but they'd be open until 5 o'clock today. And I thought, great, I'm going to go in. We're going to have that one beer, a little toast, and then we'll get out of there. And it holds less than 50 people to begin with. So on the advice of public health, I thought, that's a minimal risk situation. But no, they're shutting them down now. Yeah. Uh, I don't know when we can do another podcast. We're going to try and test some technology so that Kat and I, when we both have to work from home, because even we are going to be told to work from home, Mm -hmm. it's pretty well inevitable at this point. Yeah, I think that's what's going to happen, but we haven't received official word. We'll keep you guys up to date, though. I'm going to mention our Twitter accounts, uh, because Scott's really active on Twitter, too, at ScottFoxOnAir, at Kat Callahan, uh, or at CatOnAir on Instagram. Same one for Scott, at ScottFoxOnAir, because we will keep you updated on any podcast we decide to do, or hopefully we get the chance to do. If technology works our way. We're going to try. In the meantime, uh, thank you for all the people who have reached out and said, thank you for still being on the radio in the morning. It's nice to feel some normalcy. Um, You guys still put a smile on my face, and I need that in these tough times. We're all going through this together, and we will all get through it together. We've just all got to work together. Mm -hmm. And, And that means that, fuck, I know it sucks to say, well, if I walk out, I'm not getting paid for two weeks. But I should self-quarantine. Please do us all a favor and self-quarantine. If you have any reason to think you've been exposed, don't infect the rest of us. Please. 
and and we'll figure out a way to get you back on your feet. I know that there's people who I'd like to think are smart that are working on this that are going to come up with a plan to make sure that nobody gets left behind here. But think about all the rest of us. Don't go to work sick. Absolutely agree. And if you do own a small business, let's say, or you work at a place that is run by uh, someone and just has a few employees, you're worried about going under, but you do end up getting back to it. When you do, tell us about you. We will tell everybody else about you. On the radio and in this podcast. Absolutely. We're happy to do our part. That's all we can really do and really control. But we are happy to talk about you when you do launch. And it will happen. It's just going to be a shitty couple of weeks for everybody. Maybe more. Let's be honest. We will talk about you if you follow the rules. If you do everything right and you listen to public health and and if you're a restaurant that's thinking, ah, Ford said it's effective immediately, I can just open up till 11 or 12 until they make me shut down. Fuck you. No. Immediately is immediately. You got to shut down. If I drive by a restaurant on my way home and I see diners in there, they're off my list. I don't go back there again. There you go. I, I, and I'm keeping, I'm keeping a memory bank of all of the places I see that seem to be upping the prices on a lot of things. Noted, I'm noticing right? that. I'm really noticing that. Uh, they're going to try to fake that they had that at toilet paper at $25, you fucking liars. But uh, yeah, no, I, I'm keeping track for myself personally. That's all we can really do. So what Scott says is true. I completely agree. Make sure you're listening to public health. A, B, the other thing is a, that is a must, you must subscribe or follow to the podcast if you're not already. But that's just me being selfish. Well, public health did order that too, Didn't right? they? Was that in the speech? <laughs> I thought I heard it. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a little worried about what's going on here, everybody. I'll be honest with you, but I will promise to give you just level-headed information and valid opinions in this podcast and on our radio show when we do it. So if you can listen to us in the morning, great. Hey, Alexa, play 91.5 The Beat. Hey, Google, play 91.5 The Beat. Or just keep checking back here. We'll get these podcasts out as much as we can. It's just, I don't know if work's going to let us keep doing it. Have a good one. Be well. Be safe. Be smart. Take care of one another.